0: podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles, so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 12 of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from inspiration to application. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk about Jesus in the language of A Course in Miracles. Now, just like the Holy Spirit, Jesus is a central theme in Christianity, or as central a theme in Christianity as it is in A Course in Miracles. As a matter of fact, in both cases, Jesus is seen as the founder or the source. Christianity rests on the teachings of Jesus as written in the Bible, And Helen Schuchman, through whom the body of work that is A Course in Miracles came, identified the inner voice she heard that dictated the contents of the Course as Jesus. And so too, just like the Holy Spirit, from the perspective of the world, Jesus is seen primarily through the lens of Christianity and is associated with and looked for or at in some form in the world. From the perspective of the world, Jesus is all about the man, the man named Jesus, who lived a little more than 2,000 years ago, that was perceived as God's only son, the holy, innocent son, the one that performed miraculous acts. And he was looked at as God himself in physical form on Earth. But from the perspective of A Course in Miracles, Jesus is the idea of God's perfect love. And the only way we can understand what this really means and how this matters to us on a practical level in our lives is by remembering that the Course is written within the context of metaphysics. This is one instance in which we absolutely must honor the metaphysical framework within which the course is written in order to understand this specific idea. So what this basically means is to look at Jesus within the context of metaphysics or the context of the course. This basically means that everything we see or experience in any form is simply simply represents or symbolizes an idea. So within the metaphysical context of the course, Jesus is not the man named Jesus who lived a little more than 2,000 years ago, who was perceived as God's only son, the holy innocent one, uh, the one who performed miraculous acts and was seen as God in human form on earth, but as the name that is given to a symbol, The course teaches that words, which also applies to names, are symbols of symbols twice removed from reality. What that means is is that reality in the context of the course, as it is in metaphysics, is an idea or the ideal idea about something, the invisible, intangible, unchangeable truth about what a thing is. So when it says that words are symbols of symbols twice removed from reality, it is saying there is the idea of something, which is reality. There is the concept of something, which is what you have in mind about what that thing is, and this is subjective because it could be seen and understood differently by different people. So for example, I might have a concept of what something is in my mind. And someone else could have a a very different concept of the exact same thing. And it doesn't mean either one of us is wrong or incorrect. We just have different concepts of what it is. So to, to illustrate what the course means by this, let's take the example of a bed. So there's the idea of a bed. And the essential truth or idea, the unquestionable, irrefutable truth or idea of what a bed is, is something on which you lie down, right? As opposed to something on which you just sit, yes? That is the ideal idea of a bed, you lie down on it. The concept of a bed is what someone would think a bed is or describe as a bed in terms of the shape, the size, what it's made of, etc. And this will be based either on their experience or to, of or exposure to beds, or it might be what they imagine a bed should look like or that a bed would look like. Now, if a painter were to paint their concept of a bed, that would be considered a symbol of the idea or the reality of what a bed is. Because remember, it is not the ideal idea, it is the concept in the mind of the the painter. The course would see this as the first symbolic representation of the ideal bed, or the idea of a bed, or a symbol that is once removed from reality. And if a carpenter were to build the bed illustrated in that painting, it would be considered the second symbolic representation or the idea of the bed. The course would say this would be the symbol that is now twice removed from reality because it's the second representation of the idea. And it would be seen and known as and called a bed by everyone. And that is the word, that word that we give to that built structure that came off the illustration out of a concept. That word bed that we're calling it is what the course would refer to as the symbol of symbol that's twice removed. Sound a little confusing, but... Stay with me. <laughs> it's, when, just give it some thought and you see, hmm, kind of makes sense. So look at it this way the first movement, if you want to call it that, away from reality is the concept, right? The idea you have in mind of what the actual ideal idea is, which is then illustrated in some manner. That would be the second movement away from reality that would be the building or the producing the concept in the, in the form that would be called a bed, which is what the carpenter would do. So the first movement or the first symbol is the concept, the idea in the mind, and it can be illustrated. And the second movement or the second symbol, the one that's twice removed, would be when it's actually brought into form some kind of tangible, visible form. Now, here's how this helps us to understand Jesus in the language of A Course in Miracles. Keep in mind that within the context of the Course, the word or name, Jesus, is like any other word or name, a symbol of symbol. That's a symbol of a symbol that's twice removed from the reality or the idea or ideal of what Jesus is. So what Jesus is in reality, in the language of the Course, is God's perfect love. Now, we cannot picture or see in actuality the idea or the ideal that is God's perfect love. We can't even begin to conceptualize that in any specific earthly form because we we really don't have any, any point of reference. So the fundamental message of A Course in Miracles is that love is all there is, and by extension, God is love, can be seen as the concept or the idea of God's perfect love that's always in our mind. This concept is what was illustrated into the mind of Helen, so to speak. And that can be likened to a concept being illustrated in form on canvas or paper, so to speak, by a painter. So the concept of the God's perfect love was illustrated through Helen's mind in the form of that inner voice that she heard that dictated the message of the course to her and she identified that form that voice as jesus that is the illustration part of the first symbol so the idea the idea that of god's perfect love is it simply exists it's there it's in the mind and the concept the seemingly individualized concept in which it came into being in our mind, let's say the mind of all of us, is through Helen's mind in the form of the message of A Course in Miracles. So that's still, and hearing, her hearing and identifying the voice as Jesus is illustrating the ideal in the form of Jesus. Now because there is the concept in the form of the message of the Course that Helen heard in her mind, That is then illustrated in the form of the body of the work that is A Course in Miracles. It consists of the text, the workbook, the manual, and the two pamphlets that came came about or came into being about a year later. Uh, This is also part of the first movement or the first symbol. Now, when the teachings or contents of the course are entertained, accepted, practiced, lived, and experienced by us in the form of studying the course, that can be likened to the building or the producing or the bringing into being the illustration of the idea into form. We're putting it into practice. It's like the carpenter building the bed. Because here's the thing. Here's how this plays out. Jesus, the man called Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago, was the representation in form, the symbol of symbols that was twice removed from the reality of God's perfect love, right? Now, God's perfect love is all there is, but it is not something that can be seen or pictured outside of a form So Jesus, through his way of being in the world, in the form of a man, was the embodiment of God's perfect love by his every thought, word, action, and or response while he was in the world. And he was able to be this way because of his recognizing and accepting his oneness with God and his equality and oneness with everything and everyone. This makes him the perfect illustrator, right? Illustrating the true concept, the ideal idea, that is God's perfect love, to provide a form, so to speak, in which God's perfect love can be brought into a form that can be seen, understood, and identified with and experienced by us when we entertain it and accept it and because Jesus lived recognizing and acknowledging God's perfect love and his oneness with it he literally became the embodiment of it and so everything about his life reflected the presence of God's perfect love in some form and this is one of the reasons why he was seen as God's representation and form, or God's son, his only son, because no one else embodied that way of being in the world. Now, Jesus lived from that knowledge, from the knowledge that anything that appeared to be separate, discordant, or not whole was not real, had no power, and therefore did not exist, because it wasn't Part of God's perfect love. And he responded to everything from this perspective. So, this is why he was able to heal the sick, change or transform conditions, instantly bring peace to any situation, perform what we call miracles. He related to and interacted with and, in turn, experienced everything up to and including his crucifixion from this perspective. So in studying the course, how this helps us to understand Jesus in the language of the course and to follow the teachings of Jesus is to recognize and accept our oneness with God as taught in the course. Recognize and accept and be willing to practice and embody the teachings of the course. To see Jesus as our brother not as a special man who lived 2,000 plus years ago, who was perceived as God's only chosen holy son and totally unlike us, but to see ourselves as equal to Jesus, one with each other, and to recognize our experience in the world for what it is, an experiencing of ideas in the mind and nothing more, because there is nothing else other than this oneness, this one mind, This one idea, God's perfect love, which is what anything is. Everything is. This one unified state of consciousness, if you want to call it that. And experiencing of the ideas in the mind is what is taking place. We're experiencing ideas in the mind, nothing more. When we do that, we take Jesus as our model, as the course teaches We're letting him show us the way, again, as the Course teaches. We're following him, as the Course is teaching us to do. This is what will lead us to experience the idea, the ideal idea, of God's perfect love. And just like Jesus, we are also God's perfect love. When we do that, we too will become miracle workers like Jesus was. One of the most significant lessons, teachings, not lessons but teachings in A Course in Miracles is the one that says the sole responsibility of the miracle worker is to accept the atonement for himself. Now the miracle worker in the course is not referring to the man Jesus but to all of us. Because remember Words or names are symbols of symbols twice removed from reality. Jesus is a symbol, represents all of us. Accepting the atonement for ourselves is recognizing and accepting our equality and oneness with Jesus and our identity as God's perfect love and his one son. So, to recap, or to summarize, or to put this in one concise definition, Jesus, in the language of A Course in Miracles, symbolizes the idea that God's perfect love is all there is, and we are one with it. So, that's it for today's topic on jesus in the language of a course in miracles thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast for understanding the language of a course in miracles and if you enjoy this episode please leave me a review subscribe so you don't miss another episode and please invite your friends to listen have a great week and see you on the podcast next wednesday